Welcome to the Wonder Your Way Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Neiman. I'm here to help you travel to Europe, to explore off the tourist track destinations, dig a bit deeper into those well-known places, offer up some tips so you can travel with peace of mind, and of course, to share a few stories. It's my hope to inspire you to travel to Europe, your way. Buongiorno, my wondering friend, and welcome to the first episode of 2023. Hope you are off to a good start in this new year. Of course, it's still 2022 as I'm recording this, but I do hope that you had a wonderful holiday season and uh, welcome to the new year. So yeah, yeah, that's a little Italian that I started off with because I want to take you to ah, my first Tuscan hill town. Wasn't my first town town in Italy. I think I went to the Cinque Terre first on my very first visit when I first got there. And then I went to a town called Luca, which I'd love to get back to because I was only there for a short time and it's not a hill town. However, Volterra, where we're going today, is a hill town in kind of central Tuscany. And, you know, you just never forget your first. And that's why I was like, I really need to do an episode on this little hill town because I have such a love for it. It's not off the tourist track in any any way, shape, or form. Most people that maybe visit in this area do end up coming here, and it is definitely well worth the time. But I think it's one of those towns that maybe people just do a little day trip to, and I think maybe spending a couple of nights there is a better option than just a day trip. So I know my first trip there, I stayed there for a couple of nights. I think the second time I was there, I was staying a little bit outside of it. So it was probably a little bit more of a day trip, but it's a it's one of my favorite hill towns in Tuscany. And so I want to tell you all about it. So you know where we're going to start. As usual, we're going to place Volterra on the map. So if you're not driving or riding a bike, Maybe you're on uh, your New Year's resolution and you're in the gym and you're on an exercise bike. Ah, then you can maybe then you can Google it. So it's Volterra, V-O-L-T-E-R-R-A. It is in the region of Tuscany or Toscana, and you will kind of find that it's it's not too far from Florence. It's not too far from Pisa. It's kind of sits out there in in the middle of of the beautiful Tuscan landscape. It's close by to the very famous San Gimignano, which nobody can pronounce. So a lot of people just call it San, San Jimmy. And uh, that's a pretty popular uh, kind of hill town. Volterra is maybe a little less popular, but still quite, quite popular. And you're going to see that it just it sits on a beautiful landscape. And we're going to kind of find out a few things that there are to see here and why I think it's worthy of your time. At least a day trip. If not, like I said, I do recommend maybe spending a couple of nights there or basing yourself there because I always find that a lot of these towns that get inundated with day trippers, if you stay there, like right in town at night, they're a lot quieter at night. So there's one tip for just about any town, um, especially through Tuscany, I have found. So let me tell you a little bit about Volterra. So we're going to start with the Duomo or the church because 
<laughs> because it's Italy and we always seem to have like a beautiful, there's always a beautiful sort of main church or Duomo or cathedral, if you will. Then there's always a few smaller churches. So the Duomo is Cattedrale di Santa Maria Assunta. And they never have short names. They never have short names. Um, and it has a baptistry as well. Um, so the baptistry is kind of um, this, I don't know if it's octagonal, kind of shaped. Anyway, it's really beautiful. And just a couple of things. So the there was actually an earthquake in 1117 that destroyed a lot of Volterra. But it was kind of the, 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 the cathedral, the Duomo, Santa Maria Sunta, was rebuilt afterwards. And it's a beautiful, beautiful church. It has a really long, the na- what they call the nave. There's like 22 columns. Um, and the ceiling, I always tell people when you go into these churches, don't forget, and we, we tend to kind of get tunnel vision and we, we kind of just, you know, we look around, but we don't look up. And sometimes like the ceilings are just so like decorated and, you know, a lot of them can be very ornate. And uh, the Duomo in Volterra is no different. Look up the ceiling. It's absolutely beautiful. The octagonal baptistry is really cool as well. It's a little bit more simply decorated and it's got some great statues and, and beautiful artwork. Like I say, if you're into artwork, or architect and or architecture, you really don't want to miss any of the religious buildings, things like the, you know, the bell towers and the baptistries and the churches and cathedrals, because they are just beautiful. And typically, you'll find some beautiful artwork within these churches as well. So you do want to pop into the the cathedral. Again, that's Cathedrale di Santa Maria Assunta. But, you know, there's also a few other smaller churches that you may want to go into. I went into two other ones. One was San Lino, L-I-N-O, and the other one was Chiesa, which is church in in Italian, San Francesco. Both of these were beautiful. And if I remember correctly, they weren't very far from each other. Usually you can pop in as long as there's not a service going on, you can kind of pop in and give your give a little look see and kind of walk around. Those are both really beautiful though. The um I'm trying to think. San Francesco was a little less kind of ornate, I think, and just like it kind of like its floor and everything, but there were these like I don't know if I want to call them like little, little alcoves, but they were just beautiful. That the altar was really beautiful. That part was ornate, but I felt like like the ceiling and things like that maybe weren't quite as much. San Lino was had this beautiful, beautiful ceiling with like you know frescoes up on the ceiling. So do stop in that one. Absolutely gorgeous. The rest of it's really kind of really simple, like just with some simple like wooden benches and pews, but the ceiling was just like it'll knock your socks off. So don't miss that. Those are a few of the churches that you don't want to miss. And I know sometimes it can get a little tough when you're in Italy. You're like, oh my God, if I have to go into one more church, but do go into these three. I highly recommend those. So again, that would be the Duomo, the Cattedrale, uh, Santa, let me make sure I say it correctly, Santa Maria Assunta, and then go into San Francesco and San Lino. There are a couple of other ones, but those would be the ones that I highly recommend. 
So the other thing that you're going to find is you're going to see the beautiful Palazzo de Priori, which is, which was a Palazzo is palace in Italian. And this would have been like where, you know, your your wealthy families would have lived back in the day. Now, a lot of times the palazzos have become sort of the, the town halls, and that's what it is for Volterra. Beautiful, beautiful building with a little bell tower at the top. You definitely want to pop in. I didn't go into this building now that I think about it. But you do want to go in is because there are some beautiful works of art in there from what I've read. So um, I got to put that on my list for next time. But the Palazzo is also where the main town square is. So there's the town square, the Piazza de Priori is right kind of outside the Palazzo. Are you confused? Piazza and Palazzo, I know, it all kind of sounds the same. But the Piazza or the town square, that's sort of your main town square. So you definitely want to be sure to spend a little bit of time there because the town squares are always the place to be seen and to see the Italians because that's where they like to congregate and meet up. So definitely spend some time in both of those. Do go into the Palazzo and check out the works of art. As, as municipal buildings, a lot of times they are pretty much free and open to the public. The other outside thing that you can do is to go and see some Etruscan ruins. Now, the Etruscans were the kind of more ancient. They were prior to the Romans being here. They would have been the people, the, the more ancient people that lived in this part of Tuscany. In fact, they lived through a lot of Tuscany, I think, and in parts of, of Umbria as well. So you will see some some ruins. It's a park, and it's called Parco Archeologico Enrico Fiumi. And you'll see there that they, they call it the Acropoli Etrusca Ruins. So... It's it's now kind of just like a municipal park, if you will. And, you know, like there's even like a playground and everything. But they do have some of the Etruscan ruins there and they have them kind of cordoned off and they've got like placards up so you can kind of read about it. So if you are really into kind of that more ancient history of the area, then you'll want to take a walk through here. Even if you're not, it's a nice park to kind of just walk and kind of get away from from kind of the, especially if it gets a little bit busy in Volterra, it might be nice to go and, you know, grab a, a gelato or, you know, pick up a little to go take out food and, and come in the park and kind of sit. And then if you're into the history, you can kind of wander around the Etrus- Etruscan ruins. There's also a museum that if you are really into it, you may want to go to, and that's the, oh, I'm going to mispronounce this, Guarnacci Etruscan Museum, G-U-A-R-N-A-C-C-I. And they're, supposedly, they have a, a great collection of Etruscan artifacts. I've not visited there. Again, I think that I need to go back to Volterra and dig a little bit deeper. So, Definitely put that on your list if you are into ancient history. Now, from this park, you will be able to see what was the Medici Fortress. Unfortunately, 
<laughs> it's actually a high security prison that they have in there now, uh, which is really too bad. But you can kind of look at it and say, wow, that's a really cool fortress that the the great Medici, uh, Medici family built, but um, unfortunately, they didn't preserve it. They decided to make it into a prison. So, But you can look at it from that park that I just mentioned. You can kind of at least admire the external architecture. I personally think it's a little weird that they did that, and I wish they hadn't because I'm sure like the interior would have been really, really cool. So let's go to some more ruins. So now we're going to come up to the Romans. There are some beautiful Roman ruins that I have to confess I have not gone down and actually I've seen them from up above because they sit kind of down in the valley a little bit from from town but you can go visit them wander around them I do think that they are somewhat open or at least parts of it are open but you can see them like you get a really great overview from one of the you know, this is a hill town, so you're kind of up and you there's a, an overlook and you can kind of look down and you can see them. And they are pretty darn impressive from up above. It is just stunning to, to see. They're still excavating, obviously, but uh, you can kind of see parts of the Roman theater and you know, some walls and columns and on some other structures. It's really, really cool. Like I said, you get a great view from up above, but I would like to get down and up and close and personal. So that's why Volterra is on my list to go back to. So if you are into some history, if you're into the Roman history, definitely put Volterra on your list. So the other thing that Volterra and the area is known for is Alabaster. Now, alabaster is I was trying to figure out like I remember when I was kind of looking into this, sometimes it's referred to as a mineral, sometimes it's a rock or a stone. Um, but it was mined in the nearby quarries and you know, the Etruscans kind of I don't know, I guess they discovered it was there and so they they used it. And now you'll see that a lot of the local artists use it today and they create all kinds of beautiful, beautiful art and even practical items such as, I think I remember seeing things like, you know, lamps or, you know, maybe a cup or a mug or a plate made out of the alabaster. Now, obviously much more beautiful than just, you know, a lamp you'd pick up at Target or something, but you get the idea. So it, it's kind of a soft and translucent mineral or rock or stone or whatever it is. And it can kind of be shaped and formed into a lot of different different art. So, you, so you'll see there's actually a cooperative, like an artist cooperative for Alabaster, and it's right on Piazza dei Priori. So it's on that main town square. You'll see this cooperative and you can go in and buy something and seriously, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful works of art. And it might make a great gift for a loved one back home or for yourself. The other thing is, if you want to know a little bit more about alabaster and like how the artisans like would use it and how they would be able to shape it and form it and create the works of art, you can go into the museum. It's called the Eco Museo del Alabastro, and I believe you can um, you you can also learn about like the tools that they use to. To, to make these works of art and create the sculptures and to see what an artisan workshop might look like. And 
It actually has works from the Etruscan times as well up to present day. So you can kind of maybe see how alabaster was, how they used it way, way, way back when to what they've created today. There is a cost, I think, for that. I'll have to find an, uh, the link and put that link in the show notes, but it may be somewhere around eight or 10 euro to go into that museum. But I'm sure that that would be for a really, really good cause. So if you're into checking out local artisans and things that they do, then you'll definitely want to check out both of those places, the co- the Artist Cooperative and the Museum on Alabaster. So I think one of the best things to do in a place like Volterra, as I would say in just about any place, any small town in Italy or in anywhere in Europe, is just to kind of wonder about the streets. I think that there are some really wonderful little pedestrian ways to just kind of wander about and get a little lost on. There are also still some of the city walls that are intact with Volterra. And in fact, there are, I think there are still two gates that are still intact. And I want to get the proper names of them. So there is the Porto al Arco. I thought there was also Porto Diana. There's a couple of the the city gates, you know, if you will, or the the archways like built into the walls that you can still go through. And I always kind of find that that's pretty cool when you can, you know, kind of just, hey, I'm going to go through this old city gate that has been around for a very, very long time. So that's kind of one of the cool things about Volterra is it does still have the city walls, some of them intact, and you can go through some of these gates. So wonder about this town. This really is a wonderful place to to wonder about, maybe get a little lost, take in the views. Uh, that's the one thing too, is you will get to some spots where you're wandering around and you may come kind of, you know, maybe outside those city city walls and you'll have this spectacular view across the beautiful, beautiful Tuscan landscape. It really is a great town for that. I've come across, you know, I, I think I stumbled across the, the two smaller churches, the Francesco and Lino churches, just by kind of wandering about. I was like, oh, what's down here? And I found two of these churches and I found some funny signs and I found some beautiful doors and just some really cool other, you know, kind of architecture near a little passageways. It's really a wonderful town to just kind of wander about and get a little bit lost. So yeah, just keep that in mind. So I want to offer up just maybe a couple of places that you might want to consider staying. One is the Hotel La La, La Locanda, L-O-C-A-N-D-A. Or you may want to try the, let me make sure I get this correct, Hotel Volterra Inn, which Inn is just I-N. It's kind of... um Kind of an interesting name, but those would be two places that are right in town that you may want to consider. Now, there are going to be a few more like agriturismo type places that will be outside of town. But if you want to stay directly in town, which might be preferable if you want to be able to wander around at night, those would be a couple. I would also check, you know, some of the kind of like Airbnb type places because there may be a few Airbnb options as well in town. But those would be a couple that I might recommend. As far as places to 
eat. Oh boy. I feel like you <laughs> I feel like you can never go wrong with uh, a lot of the places, especially if you start getting a little bit kind of off some of the main roads. But I think that there would be a few places like La Ta- Taverna della Terra di Mezzo. <sighs> There's, they always have to have such long names. Anyway, <laughs> that would be one that kind of comes up with some good reviews. And La Vecchia Lira would be another. But there are tons of places all around. And I would just go to wherever you feel like you're maybe getting where the locals go. So if you see a menu that's only in Italian, that would be a good choice. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. But there are, there's a lot of little places where you could also just get a, maybe just get a little bit of a drink. You can get some gelato and there are, you're not going to go wrong probably with most of the food in a small town like this. If you are staying at one of the hotels, ask them where they might eat because that's always a good sign is like, you want to know where, where the, where the locals go. That's um, usually, usually the place to go. So Anyway, that's kind of a nice little overview of Volterra, which is one of my favorite hill towns in Tuscany. Like I said, it was the first one that I really wondered about, and I just loved it. And I'd love to know if you've been there, if you've been to Volterra and have some more places or more things to do or places to stay, places to eat. Hey, hit me up, Lynn, O-I-N-N-E, at wonderyourway.com. I'd love to hear any comments on this wonderful hill town. Maybe one more thing that I might want to just point out is probably getting here. You can get here by bus. There is not a train station, but you can get here by bus, which I know is how I got there. However, a car in Tuscany can be a little bit Mm, it's just easier to get around from place to place to to really explore is to have a car. You can certainly get around by bus. There's not an extensive train system to some of these smaller towns. You'd have to get on the buses. But if that's okay with you, you can certainly do that. And, you know, when it comes to parking in some of these small towns, it can be a little dicey, but usually the hotels will be willing to help you out with that. So just keep that in mind. All right. I'm going to wrap it up there and hope that you enjoyed that nice little brief episode on Volterra. And I do encourage you to go over to the website, wonderyourway.com and check out all the goings on over there. If you are not on the email list, please go over and sign up for one of the freebies. There's a really nice one on Italy that you can kind of learn about a few off the tourist track places in Italy that you might want to add onto your list. You can get that by just uh, entering your email and you'll get the, the nice free PDF and then you can be on the email list and get weekly emails from me, which would be either the blog post or the podcast, uh, since I kind of do those every other week. And then a couple of times a month, I send out a couple of other things with some some tips and information and share some fun travel links. And if you haven't left me a review, I would love to get a review because I like to read those out on the show every now and again. So hmm, who knows? Leave me a review and maybe I will read your review on the show. Okay, I'm just going to end it there and say Buon Anno, I think is the way you would say Happy New Year. I'm just going to guess at that. I think I think I'm at least close. <laughs> we'll go with it. I know Buon Viaggio is... 
happy travels or happy trip or yeah, happy, we would equate it to happy travels. So that's how I'm going to end it. Buon viaggio. Happy travels. Happy travels.